Hey folks, lot going on in the news. Colorado decriminalized hallucinogenic mushrooms, and some southern states are trying to criminalize abortion. God forbid Gabriel talk about any of that though. He'll probably talk about his fucking cat on Prozac, and what someone smelled like on an airplane. I wish podcasting was illegal, one in four women have had an abortion and way more than one in four white men have had a podcast. You do the math. Anyway Gabriel will be appearing at the Albany New York Funny Bone May 24th to 26th and on June 1st he will be at Flood Valley Brewing in Chehalis, Washington. Episode 21 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. Here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check, check. Check. Just call me Angel in the morning, Angel. Check. Okay, we're rolling. Uh, starting off with a little uh, Juice Newton today. I didn't see that coming either. It is early in the morning. Uh, Juice Newton. What a, what a, a lazy song. Just call me Angel in the morning, Angel. That's too many angels in like one line of a song. My mother-in-law loves Juice Newton. I hear a lot of Juice Newton in her car. Uh, which, that can't be her real name. That sounds that sounds like one of those. This is how you get your porn name. The first thing you drink in the morning and the name of your first goldfish. Juice Newton. What is the porn name thing? Uh, first, name of your first pet, name of your first pet, plus the first street you lived on, uh, which for me would be uh, Lady D would be my porn name by that strategy, by that by that uh, um, porn name math. Which uh, look, I know gender is fluid, but uh, I don't think Lady D is uh. I guess that's my drag name, Lady D. Lady D's nuts. Okay, we sh- I should start over. That's this is a terrible podcast already. What would my kids' porn names be? That's a sentence that no one should ever say. Um, I guess that would. <laughs> I just realized my daughter's porn names are Don Wilkins. Don Wilkins. That's a terrible porn name. Don Wilkins is a porn director name, not a... Don Wilkins. Hey, how you doing? Don Wilkins Realty. Also porn. And I think uh, I think Johnny would be... Uh, his Johnny's porn name would be Rufus Quince, which is better. Although Rufus Quince sounds like a porn director too, but anyway... It's actually, uh, it's Dawn's birthday today, kind of. We know it's in May sometime, um, and so we decided it would be my son's birthday. Did I just mention my cat's birthday before my son's birthday? Yeah, I did. It's my fucking podcast. I'll do what I want. Just call me Angel in the morning. Angel, morning, call me. Uh, yeah, my son is 17 today, which is, I just can't believe it 
I can't believe how old he is. I can't believe how old I am. I can't believe how time works. Uh, unbelievable. And by the way, uh, yeah, Don, it's, I mentioned last week, uh, Don and, but Don has been an asshole to our new cat buddy. So he's on Prozac and, uh, look, is it going better? Yeah, kind of, but it's like, it's like saying someone in a coma looks relaxed. Like, oh, they look so peaceful. That's because they're in a coma. That's, Don's not, I see him just sitting in the middle of the floor, not sleeping, just sitting. I'll come back 20 minutes later. He's still sitting there, just staring off into the distance. So I don't know. Maybe he's on too much Prozac. Maybe he needs to adjust. Uh, I don't know. But I get it. I've been on enough drugs that I, uh, I, that's how I'm, that's what I'm like on, uh, um, not Valium. I've never taken that. Vicodin. Uh, if I take Vicodin, it makes me sleepy, but I don't sleep. So I'm just laying in bed all night, but I'm not tossing and turning. I'm very content. I'm just staring at the ceiling, looking at it in new ways. Uh, and that's what Don is like. Is he less aggressive? Yeah. I've heard him growl a couple times. He barely has the energy to growl. He's just like, ah, who gives a shit? So I don't know. I guess it's improvement, but I also, I don't, <laughs> I don't, just because he doesn't have the strength to chase the cat or other cat around the house doesn't mean, uh, his quality of life is better. Uh, so we'll see. He might need some adjustment. Uh, my son, by the way. Okay. Broseph. Uh, we do, and by we, I mean my wife. She does a lot of things to make my children's days special. Uh, and I, we regret all of them because it just becomes a thing. Like, we started bringing my son. Oh, hold on a second. It is early. I'm going to have a little sip of coffee. Oh, it's good. I kind of feel the same way about coffee as I do about women. You know, like as long as I'm up, why not? What? Uh, so we started bringing my, when we, when he was in grade school and even middle school, I think you can go to lunch with your child and cram your big ass into those tiny seats. Uh, and, uh, the, we started for his birthday. We would bring him lunch. We would bring him McConey's, which is a sandwich shop in Olympia, which is delicious, by the way. No, they're not paying me to say that, but McConey's. Very weird business, by the way. They have like three or four sandwich stores and they also paint houses, which is a weird, weird combination of like, <laughs> no, no, it's, <laughs> we do plumbing and pizza. Like, how the fuck do you even, anyway. Uh, so, uh, we started doing that, but now we can't we can't go to lunch with him because it's high school. So now I'm I'm doing this early in the morning because I have to go to McConey's, buy a sandwich, bring it to the school, drop it off at the office. He'll go get it. Like I love the kid, but it's stupid. It's it's uh look if everything was up to me, my wife my 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 kids would have a lot less special things in their life. So I appreciate my wife doing it, but uh holy I get this this is uh, my wife forwarded me this text from my son about the sandwich he wants today from McConey's. Ask for extra mayo. Also not a bad porn name. 
Uh, he says, ask for extra mayo, please. Also for chips, cheese ruffles if they have normal, not oven baked, otherwise onion cream lays. You know what? You're 17. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'll get the chips. But it's just like, it's. it was supposed to be like a nice thing. Let's bring him a lunch one time. Wouldn't that be fun if we went to school for his lunch when he was like seven? And now he's 17 and uh, it's demanded and expected. Not demanded, but expected. Although he's not that high maintenance, I can't complain because, you know, we're like, where do you want to go? You want to go anywhere for your birthday dinner? And uh, that's why we're going to Costco tonight because the kid likes chicken bakes from Costco. So I'm not going to complain that he's too uh, highfalutin. What a white trash 17-year-old. <laughs> we can go eat anywhere you want. Costco snack bar is pretty good. All right. Let's pack up the old family truckster and head on over there. You know what? Maybe uh, instead of let's save a little money and before we hit the snack bar, let's hit up some samples. You know? Maybe we can share a chicken bake after we fill up on cheese cubes and sausage. I always feel bad for the Costco sample people who have the shittiest. Like, there, last time I was there, there was a guy making little sausages, smelled delicious, everyone wants some. Maybe a, a little piece of chicken strip or something. People are gathered around. Or there was a guy giving out pieces of candy bar. Yeah, very popular. Then you walk past that guy who's like, uh, you want some beet juice? Beet juice is on sale today. It's really good for digestion, has lots of antioxidants and vitamins who wants beet juice like what beet juice get the fuck out of here this lady over here's got meatballs it's gonna be a long day for you beet juice anyway going to costco tonight big night big family night planned i was i was talking to my wife about uh this uh i don't think children are capable of being grateful to the extent that would make a parent happy. They're just, they're not aware enough. They're not going to see all the sacrifices that a, a, a parent makes. Be I don't think I did. Look, when I got old, when I became a parent, I, okay, there's Buddy. He wants in from outside. Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Buddy. All right, buddy's back in. Buddy, I'm doing a, a podcast. Hundreds of people are listening to this right now. I don't need your shit. We use some little uh, kitty treats that we shake to get Buddy to come back in when we want her to come back in. And uh, so now he's like, cool. Every time I walk through this door, I get kitty treats. Awesome. Let's go in and out 4,000 times a day. Go play with your... Uh, Older brother, he's sleeping right now. Buddy doesn't really go out of the backyard. Uh, he just stays in the backyard. So it's like a zoo. It's like watching an animal in a zoo. We can just look out the window. He's running around, chasing butterflies, frolicking around. It's uh, it's quite entertaining. It's like having a baby. If you have a baby, you just you spend six months just staring at your baby. Like, look. <gasps> look at him! Look at him blink! Look at him blink! Oh my God! 
So alert. Oh, it seems so aware for a baby. Most babies just lay there, but our baby seems smart. 17 years later. Um, I would like Ruffles non-bake chips, please. Thank you. I should get him some fucking beet juice. That's what I should give him. B-E-A-T. Come on, folks. Spelling humor. Maybe I shouldn't podcast this early. Uh, okay, what was I talking about? Okay, yeah, kids being grateful. Uh, look, when I got older, I thought about my own parents. Um, they were just silly hippies who lived in a commune. My mom got pregnant. They got married. I thought about my dad and mom. Like, maybe they were too young and dumb to be scared, but I'm sure they were scared. My dad didn't even have a job. He had to figure out how to support a family. And all. when I got older, I realized, you know, my parents are still raising a severely disabled child. I never thought about how hard that was when I was a kid. I just didn't. And people would even say to me, it must be hard to have a brother who's disabled. And I'm like, it is? I don't know. But, yeah, now I see what my parents are still doing at age 69 and 70. And, uh, yeah, it's an incredible uh, sacrifice they've made for their children. I Things like that change. Like, someday my, my kids might see their lives differently, but they're not going to remember individual little things. Or if they do, it won't be the ones we think. And because I don't know, I don't know why, think about your own childhood. Why are some memories, like some memories pop up because they were traumatic perhaps, but there's some things that uh, I think some of the lessons I learned from my dad are things he wouldn't even remember. I I, I have a very uh, burned in memory of, of, of playing Little League and the guy umpiring was terrible, which, you know, the umpire is just some fucking dad who probably is getting nothing or 15 bucks or whatever. You know, I think now if you play Little League, they, they at least have, like, umpire outfits on. I This was just a dude, this is South Bend, Washington, he probably had, like, logging boots on and a flannel shirt and put on a mask and was like, I'll be the umpire. But he sucked, uh... And everyone was mad at him. Like, I remember he called strike three on a pitch that hit the plate. And everyone's screaming at this umpire. I don't recall myself screaming. I was definitely mad. Like, come on. This guy stinks. This is a real important game here. I'm wearing jeans and a three-quarter length t-shirt. This is big. I'm wearing a mesh and foam hat right now. People are going to wear these hats ironically later and call them trucker hats. <laughs> but we're just going to call them hats. Uh, so I definitely remember being mad at the ump. I don't think I yelled at the umpire, but people were. Parents and coaches were like, come on, screaming at this guy. After the game is over, I'm probably bitching to my dad about the shitty umpire. I don't know. We're walking out into the parking lot. We see the umpire. He's sitting in his car. In my memory, he's crying. If he wasn't crying, he was at least very upset. He was, like, clearly affected by a bunch of people screaming at him and telling him he sucked. Uh, my dad goes over to the umpire and 
this is might not sound like a big deal, but my dad is like super shy and uh you know, I don't know. People didn't talk about the spectrum back then. He might be on it. I don't know. Uh he he's not a guy who just likes making conversations with strangers. But my dad walks up to the umpire, who I the crying umpire, and was like, Hey, thank buddy, I'm telling a moving story right now, and you're like playing with shit on the you got to work on your timing, buddy. Uh, he walks over to the umpire, and he's like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Thanks for umpiring. It's just a kid's game. And I was like, huh. Like, I think I think about that twice a year for some reason. That at a time when all the other parents were screaming at this man who was umpiring, my dad, my super shy dad, went out of his way to like let this guy know, hey, it's just a kid's game. It's all right. Maybe if the ball hits the plate, it's not a strike. No, he didn't say that part. But I remember that. That's a life lesson my dad taught me. He doesn't know that. I'm sure he has zero memory of that. I should probably tell him. Uh, I remember that. I did. It's just... But in my my dad's mind, he probably has a bunch of other things he remembers doing that I don't remember. You know, and I, and I think about that. I I asked uh, I asked my son like last year. I used to tell my son these stories at night. I would just when he would go to bed, I would just make up these long, involved stories that continued every night. And uh, I think I quit doing the stories eventually because he would be like, "Well, what if this happened instead?" I'm like, "I don't." Uh. We can't use two directors on this project, so um, why don't you just uh, lights out on your own from now on? Uh, but I would make up these crazy long stories. For like two, three years I did this. And uh, I don't remember what age I stopped, but I asked him last year. I'm like, hey, do you remember at bedtime I would tell you those long stories that would continue every night I was home? And, and he was like, not really. I'm like, well, <sighs> fuck me then. I mean, hopefully that goes into his <laughs> the the his brain as a good memory he doesn't even know is there. But like, damn, I want credit. I guess that's what parenting is. You're just like, I want credit for this shit. Like when my daughter had a really early soccer game a couple Saturdays ago that was really far away. She's like, I'm tired. I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to go. I got home at 2 in the morning. I don't want to do this either. But they don't think that. They're, I, don't, I don't think children, especially young ones, are capable of doing that. And I think about this all, I think about this because, like, I do, <laughs> when I take my daughters to the bus in the morning, uh, I've st- <laughs> I don't even know how this came up. I don't know how it happened, but I started I started playing uh, this Bootsy Collins song that I never even heard before. But uh, uh, we, uh, as my daughters call it, we swag walk to the bus stop because we live in a cul-de-sac. Um, yeah, first rule of the cul-de-sac. If you ain't from the cul-de-sac, stay the fuck out of the cul-de-sac. But so we got to, I don't know how far we have to walk, 50 yards, 100 yards, per maybe 80 yards. You guys know what yards are. Pick a number. That's how far we have to walk 
And so just on my phone, I started playing this Bootsy Collins song, and we and, and my daughter swag walked to the bus stop. Just a eight-year-old and an eleven-year-old girl swag walking uh, to the bus stop, and I kind of like it's fun, but I also I want to be like, you guys know the other kids aren't swag walking to the bus stop listening to Bootsy Collins right now. You know I'm a fun dad, right? I want fun dad credit. Hello, this is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. If you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, But if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry. And you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, It's easy. It's free. Uh, They distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship. But I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So worth it? Of course it is. Uh, Go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of The Rutledges. I actually opened for uh, uh, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic with Bootsy Collins once. Uh, Bombed. Holy shit, did I bomb. It was a funk festival. Fishbone was there, too. I did do a set before Fishbone and then another set after Fishbone and before uh, George Clinton and Bootsy Collins started. And I ate shit. Uh, It was like this outdoor funk festival, Northern California. These hippies stoned out of their mind. All white kids. Fucking white kids. You know how they are. Uh... And uh, I just, uh, they were not ready for comedy. And, you know, people are setting up drums behind me like, kick, thump, 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 snare. And I'm up there like, hey, uh, you ever noticed? (laughs) At one point, I remember this guy in the crowd, white guy with like, you know, the hat you see someone in Asia wear when they uh, are picking rice, you know, that weird like roof looking hat that was like a. Some white dude wearing that hat. And he goes, talk about politics, man. Like, I'm not even exaggerating that hippie voice. That's how he sounded. Talk about politics, man. And I just go, I don't really talk about politics. And then it was quiet, and I go, you know, George Bush was president at the time. And I just go, George Bush is stupid. And I swear to you, they started clapping. Just like, yeah. Someone said it. I'm like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. I bombed. Uh, And then the second set, I did a little better. Still not great though. And then when P Funk started, George Clinton, it was most, it was Bootsy Collins for like an hour. George Clinton was apparently in his tent doing crack, uh, which was (laughs) that was the green room. It was a tent. 
but yeah, anyway. When people, I, I tell every once in a while it'll come up and I'll be like, I opened for George Clinton and P-Funk once. They're like, awesome. I'm like, no, no, not awesome. Bomaroo. I do this other stupid song. I do so many stupid songs with my girls that I'm not even going to tell you most of them because they're too embarrassing. Uh, but my girls are like three and a half years apart. Same size, pretty much. I think Maisie, the 11-year-old, is maybe an inch taller because she's very short. Uh, inch taller than all of the eight-year-old. And so I can't I can't tell their clothes apart sometimes unless I know. I mean, usually I'm like, oh, I've seen, you know, I know who wears this shirt, but I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> Why am I admitting this? I can't tell whose underwear is whose. And so uh, I play, <laughs> I think it's The Price is Right theme song and uh, I make a big production of a game show and now it's time for America's favorite game show whose underwear are these silly right and then you know they jump around and claim their underwear and uh look I don't I'm not I just I want them to remember you know that's all and I don't want to be like, when I'm old, just annoying them. Like, remember whose underwear are these? Yeah, Dad, we're 30. Take your medicine. Okay. I want that Bootsy Collins music in my head all the time. It fills me with confidence. Like, if you had that in your head, like, I don't know, when Apple invents the, uh, the eye chip, where you just have to think something and it starts playing it. <laughs> if you could walk into a job interview with this in your head. I'm ready to start today. I told everyone in the lobby to go home. They're giving me the job. I need some Bootsy Collins confidence. Next time I, I have a next time I have a big audition or a TV taping or something, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Bootsy as my walking on stage music. Please welcome from Olympia, Washington, for some reason, Gabriel Rutledge. Is he swag walking? Wow. This guy's legit. Uh, here's another song uh, the family's been listening to together for fun. Hey, come on in. <laughs> now pull your pants down. Then your underwear sit on the body and Yeah, I 
there you go. Enjoy having that uh, <laughs> stuck in your head. <laughs> I haven't gone to the bathroom uh, in weeks without thinking, in the party, in the party, in the party. And you might be thinking, how the fuck did that song come into your lives? Because uh, I'll tell you how. My 11-year-old searched poop song on YouTube. And there you go. Yay! How come how come children's songs have to have a voice? Or children's shows have to have a voice that doesn't exist? It can't just be a person talking or a kid talking. It has to be like, go. Oh! Take a dump, kids! <laughs> hey, remember last week when I was talking about my uh, massage? Shit that Gabriel should have said last week. I had a very uh, enjoyable pressure point massage last week. Uh, mostly all around, but not in my asshole. Uh, felt great, felt good about it, but I forgot to tell you what you said at the end, which is... I don't, you ever had like a really good experience and then someone says something that kind of ruins it? I don't know, maybe you're, maybe you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, I have a, I have a connection with this person. This person seems cool. And then, I don't know, they say something racist or homophobic and you're like, oh, god damn it. Not, that's not what the massage lady did, but as an example. Uh, the massage lady, you know, the whole time she's kind of talking me through, I don't know, I guess the science of what she was doing. And I want to think I'm in the hands of a capable medical professional, uh, which I, I was. I'm not complaining about the massage. But at the very end, when it's all over, uh, she, go <laughs> she goes, uh, if you feel a little disoriented later, uh, make sure to walk barefoot in the grass to recenter yourself. Um, that can really be helpful. And then she took out a mallet, and there was this uh, big sort of metal bowl, and she hit the bowl, boom, and left the room. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I just let a nut touch me for an hour. Uh, and I know there's a there's some hippy dippy new age shit involved with massage, but like I didn't want that. I wanted it to be like, I don't know. She knew about muscles and bodies, which I'm sure she does. But at the very end, she's like, "Walk barefoot in the grass." Bong! I'm like, this whole thing was bullshit. Uh, which I you know it wasn't, but I just it kind of ruined the whole goddamn thing for me. I don't want to. I don't want some white lady hitting a bowl and bowing before she leaves. That's not what I want. I want it to be science. I'm, I don't know, but that's I'm a, I'm sort of anti New Age. It triggers my uh, uh, religion defenses since I was raised so religiously. I don't really like it. So when 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 things are New Agey, I don't like it. Um, except for Ramtha. I like her. What is new age? For time does not exist. Make sure to walk barefoot in the grass later. Boom! 
That'll be two thousand dollars. They accept cash, Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay. No checks. I've been burned before. <laughs> if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, you got to listen to old episodes about Ramped Up. I don't. I know everyone doesn't listen to every episode. Some people do. I thank you. I don't. I don't know if you ever hosted a podcast before, but you really just have to assume everyone listens to every episode because uh, I'm going to reference old things. But anyway, I talked about Ramped a couple times. Uh, but look, I I'm not. I, as much as you can make the case that modern medicine relies too much on who knows, they're not treating people the way they necessarily should be treated, and their HMOs are making economic decisions and not medical ones, and they're throwing drugs at things that might not need drugs and not giving you drugs you actually, you know, they're, all of that is probably true. If you actually have something wrong with you, you don't want hippy-dippy new age shit. If you if you went to the doctor and they were like, look, uh, the x-rays came back. You've got some growths. You got some polyps. I could do a biopsy and see if they're cancerous, but I'm just going to recommend you buy some uh, CBD oil. That'll probably work. Have you tried beet juice? It's on sale at Costco. Little beet juice, little CBD oil. Smell some sage every morning. You'd be like, no, motherfucker, give me the biopsy. Save this hippy dippy shit for when I'm healthy. <laughs> the test came back and you do have strep throat. Um, I could give you antibiotics, or you could walk to the grass barefoot. Bong! So it didn't ruin the massage for me, but it was definitely like, oh man, what did I, what website did you print your massage degree from? I don't know. It's just not, uh, if she would, if she would have left earlier without <laughs> hitting the bowl gong, I might have had a better time. That's, I've never had a one night stand. Well, I mean, I guess I had a one-night stand, but, you know, I've been married to her for 21 years, and we have three children. So be careful out there with your swipes, you kids and your swipes. Uh, remember when you do swipe uh, front to back. Go in the party, in the party. Wait, is that right? Front to back? Yeah, front to back, not back to front. You don't want to... Yeah. Anyway, uh, this this podcast is about education, mostly poop-related. Uh, I don't know. Let's say you have a one-night stand, and you're like, you know, the next day, you're like, wow, that was really enjoyable. I think I like this person. And then they're like, you know what? You were great last night, but uh, I really got to go. I mean, I want to... I'll call you later. I'm not... You know, trying to ditch you, but I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I have my flat Earth Society meeting today. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> I just fucked a flat Earther. Oh no, 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 no. Seriously, it's not. Uh... 
It's not you. I mean, it was great. I mean, thanks so much for fucking me. And uh, if you feel disoriented later, walk barefoot in the grass. The moon landing was a lie. Anyway, talk to you later. All right, I got to go buy a sandwich with extra mayonnaise. Um, Thanks for listening. If you leave me a review, I would love it on uh, iTunes or anywhere else. Um, I, 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 I appreciate you being here. Um, and uh, remember to be yourself because everyone else is already taken and better than you. Talk to you next week.